0: Hello, everyone. I'm Rachel Zabonik Chonko, and welcome to the Club Solutions Magazine podcast. Today's guest is Justin Drummond, the Chief Operating Officer of PF Growth Partners on the topic of leadership. We discuss what it takes to be a leader in today's current environment, the importance of core values and culture, why giving advice may be overrated, and more. Enjoy. All right. Hello, Justin. How are you?
1: I'm great. How are you doing?
0: Pretty good excited to talk to you today on a very um, exciting topic that I know everyone loves, which is leadership.
1: <laughs> yep. Very exciting.
0: Yeah. Well, I want to start off by um, just learning a little bit about your journey in the fitness, fitness industry. I know you started off at Planet Fitness in Catonsville, Maryland after playing sports in college, right?
1: Yeah, I did. And that was um, <clears throat> about 13 years ago now. So it's It's been a while. Um, I came on board with Planet Fitness um, when our organization only had three active clubs um, at that time, Uh, and the fourth one was in pre-sale, and I had just gotten hired to manage the fifth location uh, in Catonsville uh, that was set to open. Wow.
0: Yeah, and how many locations do you guys have now?
1: Uh, We're at 83. Yeah, wow. (laughs) that's <laughs> a there's, there's been some growth there some development <laughs> it's uh like you said this this journey uh of leadership has also been a journey through planet fitness and uh the success that we've had and uh it's it's been a great ride
0: yeah yeah um and then in terms of sports do you play basketball correct me if I'm wrong
1: yep I played division one basketball at Wagner College uh which is located in New York um so that was that was fun that that was uh you know they always say college is like some of the best times in your life but uh for me there too it also was a lot of things that I learned about myself uh learned how to maximize 24 hours in a day (laughs) so uh which a, a lot of that stuff can be translated over to right now
0: yeah that was gonna be one of my questions was what lessons did you take from sports that you take into your leadership style today
1: uh well you know I guess a couple of things for sure um is, you know, I wasn't always the loudest person, uh, on my team or anything like that, but leading by example, um, and just showing up to work, uh, whether that was on the basketball court or in the classroom or, um, here at Planet Fitness, just showing up to work, working hard, um, and being able to, uh, set an example. Uh, but then at the end of the day, knowing that everything that we're doing here is uh, a team effort. So that a lot of those things translated over to now.
0: Yeah. Um, well, like you mentioned, you know, Planet Fitness Growth Partners has had a lot of growth, and then you've obviously been a huge part of that as well. Can mm-hmm. you take me through some of the biggest um, growth moments that you've had over the last 13 years?
1: Yeah, well, uh, of course, the first one would be opening up uh, the Catonsville location. Again, that was our fifth lo- fifth location, uh, and now it is our, um, our biggest as far as membership uh, and membership dues that we have. So, um, I don't take all the credit for it, but I started that journey there, yeah. Um, and just to see that continue to grow uh, and do wonders in the community has been awesome. Uh, we also had the opportunity to open the thousandth um, Planet Fitness Club in the United States over in Washington, DC. Uh, so that was that was exciting to do that as well, and then we got a lot of Um, Not just the attention from Planet Fitness Corporate or the fitness industry, but just for ourselves to, you know, pat ourselves on the back and say we were able to accomplish that uh, and be um, that milestone gym. That was great. And now um, being a part of uh, the operations of clubs over in Australia uh, is another one of those uh, success stories. And they're continuing to grow and ramp up. And uh, we have a great team over there, too.
0: Yeah. Um, what do you think has been so key to Planet Fitness's wild success over the last, you know, so many years?
1: Um, I think it's uh, the the judgment free zone. I think it's a place where everyone can feel comfortable and come in. Uh, I think that also, obviously, it's 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 not the most expensive gym either, so it's very affordable for anybody and everybody. Uh, the growth that they've seen uh, has been tremendous to where we can impact lives, um, obviously here in the states, but now internationally. Um, and I, I feel like there's really no place that you can go in any city, really, or any state that doesn't have a Planet Fitness. And that's, you know, being able to provide an opportunity for someone to work on their uh, health and fitness journey.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's got a lot of brand recognition, which is a huge part to the fact that they have national ads, which is rare in the fitness industry.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's been amazing. That's one of the things that uh, we, we, we love to see on TV is the fact that. People can see us. So there isn't a reason why you shouldn't know about Planet Fitness, but also not a reason why um, you can't see that opportunity to, you know, come into one of our facilities. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, back to leadership. Um, How would you describe your personal leadership
1: style? Uh, I would say the lead by example. Um, And also with that, too, is, you know, no task is too small. Um, No matter what position I've held, um, I've always been one to lend a helping hand or do the job because at the end of the day, then anyone who works with me can't say, well, Justin didn't do that. Um, Cause I have, Uh, I've worked overnight shifts. I cleaned toilets. I've done all of those things, the things that aren't the most glorious uh, of management roles, but things that need to be done. Um, I also would say that a part of my style is um, just building relationships with the team members that we have on board. Uh, And I think that's important to be, to be genuine uh, with them, Um, No matter where they are on what stage in their career or what they're doing or how they're performing, uh, but to be genuine with them and build a a, a good relationship, because I'm a true believer in the fact that people are going to buy into you as a leader before they buy into anything that you ask them to do. So you have to have uh, that relationship with them and be honest and maybe even a little vulnerable at times, uh, just so they know that, you know, this is a person to person conversation and we're working towards something together.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's even more relevant in light of the Great Resignation, um, especially and with younger people, yeah. you know, joining the workforce. I feel like they definitely want to feel like they're a part of a team that and have leaders that truly care about them and not just performing a job.
1: No, uh, I mean, there's so many opportunities and options for people nowadays. And like you said, the great resignation, uh, they're leaving for these opportunities, no matter if it's for uh, their passion project or if it's for some more money in their pocket. Um, So again, I think it comes down to the relationship uh, and your ability uh, as a leader to be able to coach them through certain scenarios or coach and develop them uh, to get the best out of them that you can. Um, and I think that when people feel that you're pouring into them, uh, they'll they'll respond accordingly. Yeah.
0: Is there anything else that you think that's relevant to leading in the current environment? Uh,
1: I think you have to also be uh, a little bit flexible. Um, and I say that by just understanding what your desired outcome is. Uh, what are you shooting for at the end of the day? But as a leader, um, I think it also helps where you, you know where you want to go uh, or the result that you're looking to achieve. But there may be more than one way to get there and your way may not be the only way. Um, yeah. And you you have to be flexible in understanding that. Uh, and then going back to the whole sports thing is you know you I was able to fortunately be coachable in those environments and I think being able to be coachable as a, a student indoor player um, helps you understand how you can coach other people too. Um, you know give them um, you know the pat on the bat when they need it, uh, encourage them, uh, give them a sense of ownership too. I think people, when they feel that they are um, motivated uh, in the right way by their passion or by um, having a great relationship, then they'll be able to perform um, for you and the company.
0: Yeah. Well, I know it's also important to people and what they can find very motivating is, you know, having core values that align with their own. I know core values are extremely important to your organization. Can you tell me a little bit about the impact that they've had?
1: Yeah, core values are e- essential in any organization. I think anybody would would tell you that, too. But obviously, they're unique to your business. Um, and, and one thing that we have uh, inside of PFGP is we have our house of values. Um, I'll show it to you real quick. We have these little boys. You can't see it because of my background, but it's literally <laughs> like a house. Uh, and they have pillars, and each pillar has a a saying on it, um, which is a part of how we how we manage and we build the culture around these house of values. So, you know, one of the things that we say that's our motto is "culture each strategy for breakfast," and that's important. So that means that every decision that we make is based on our culture and based on um, that idea that first is culture, then is strategy. but uh, living within inside of those pillars and the steps that we have at the bottom of the house too. Um, you know that that's how we framed our organization um, and hiring people who are like-minded and think what we think uh, help us in keeping this culture and letting it thrive.
0: Yeah, I think that's great because you do have to have a framework for employees in which to make decisions and prioritize, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and you know, a couple of the ones that I would say are probably my uh, favorites are one is kaizen, um, and that means everlasting improvement or uh, always improving and striving to be better than you were the day before. Um, we also have one genji kabutsu, uh, which means go and see. So if you have a question or you need to, you know, see what's going on in your club or uh, with members, go out on the gym floor and see what's going on. Talk to them, uh, get a sense of what's going on there. Um, And, you know, again, this is, um, I guess, verbiage that we use and we coach our managers to use when talking to their team so that, again, it kind of gets immersed into what we do as uh, PF growth partners.
0: Yeah, which I'm sure can be um, challenging when you have so many clubs to make sure that there's that trickle down effect.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it it, it can be. It can be. But that's uh, a part of having a great team uh, is our senior management team. Uh, They do an awesome job of. Um, you know, sticking within our house of values um, and coaching them up every day with our team members—it's—it's it's exciting to see when I'm coming from Maryland and going out to Seattle, Washington, and I have team members who may even be hourly employees talk to me about the house of values. That means that yeah. it's working. That means that it's getting down there—that trickle down effect.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Well, um, how do you cultivate a positive, effective team culture, especially over the last couple of years when that can—you know—it's been very challenging for the fitness industry.
1: Yeah, I would say the one thing that we do, um, again, going back to our culture, uh, the word Ohana, uh, it means family. And we try to treat everybody like a family uh, within our organization. And a saying that uh, is shared throughout the organization is when you're not with your Ohana, we are your Ohana. When I'm not with my Ohana, you are my Ohana. So it gives people a sense of being and togetherness. Uh, and we also you know, encourage them to take initiative. We encourage them to, again, hold on to um, the uh, ownership mentality, especially the managers of their individual clubs. I want you to run it like this is your business. Uh, I want you to make sure that you're creating that culture inside of your club. I want you to create those great uh, member experiences. But again, I want you to own that because you know, we put you in this leadership position because we have faith in you and faith in our family that you guys can do that. Um, So that's how we try to um, show them uh, that we care and create the environment that um, will make them feel wanted, make them feel needed, make them feel like they're a part of something greater than just what's in front of them.
0: Yeah. Um, What about when your team is experiencing conflict or an obstacle? How do you keep them motivated or kind of help them navigate that?
1: Uh, we, we try to do a praise culture. So, you know, praise them for when they do things great um, and coach them up when they do things um, that may have a negative impact, we'll put it that way, or there's an area of opportunity there. Um, you know, it's it's all about the coaching and development. Um, I, I would say that we we learn a lot more from the losses that we take. Uh, so the things when we don't do them the right way or the outcome isn't what we thought it would be, uh, we learn a lot more from that. So that's an opportunity for our team to coach and develop one another uh, on how to do it the right way the next time Uh, because we know that every day isn't always going to be sunshine and rainbows so we want to make sure that when things are a little stormy uh, they have the support that they need to get through that that challenge uh, or that obstacle Um, so that that, that's what we do praise culture uh, coaching and development uh, and trying to find the lesson that can be learned out of um, that loss yeah
0: Kind of sounds like um, having a culture where failure is OK, as long as the intention, you know, was good. No, no. Yeah. Is important. I, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Because, um, you know, the worst thing that can be done is to not take any action. I mean, you, I would rather you do what you feel is best as a leader in your role, um, obviously considering the impact to the business, the impact to that member or situation. But if you're coming from. Um, a background of we're going to do what's best for this particular situation, then I'm fine with that. I can live with that and I can coach through it um, with the team to see what outcome uh, or what strategies may need to be taken next, uh, next time around.
0: Yeah. Well, what's a piece of advice you'd give to a person just starting out in their career?
1: Uh, I would say to... To, to dive in, just to jump in, uh, there's a lot to, to learn. Uh, I don't know nearly everything. <laughs> I know that for mm-hmm. sure, but there's a lot to learn. Um, and I would also say that um, go into it with the mindset of uh, servant leadership is what I call it. If you're going in every day thinking that, how can I be of service to whether it's my team Um, or whether it's the company or if it's to a member that you have in front of you, if you go into it with that mindset, I think that, uh, that's the best way that you can go about your day. Um, probably the best advice, uh, that I can give. And, you know, I I think back to some of the advice that was given to me, um, when I first started out and as I was, you know, growing through, um, the company was, you know, as a leader, you want to be able to resonate. Uh, especially with your immediate team, but you want to be able to resonate 360. So people who work with you uh, that are on your same level, some people that may uh, report to you, and then the people that are above you, whether they're owners or executives, uh, you want to find your way in which you're going to resonate with them. Uh, And that's unique to yourself. Um, And then the last thing I would say is, uh, it may not sound the best, but it's worked out, is sometimes it's best to ask for forgiveness than it is to ask for permission. And I say that just because you, you got to go after it, you got to take control. Um, again, if you're going going through the process with how is this going to have the best outcome for all parties involved, uh, again, you may fail. You learn a lot from those failures. But again, I do think that uh, in the right moments, I'll say that in the right moments, <laughs> it's best uh, to maybe go ahead and you know ask for forgiveness and to ask for permission.
0: Well, yeah, like you were saying, it's better to take action than not take any action at all.
1: Correct. Correct.
0: Yeah. Um, But I do think what you're saying, too, about kind of being authentic to yourself is important as a leader. Um, I feel like a lot of people try sometimes to embody what they think a leader should be, and it always comes off as disingenuous, maybe not as effective when they take that route.
1: No, I, and you're absolutely right. And I think, you know, all of us are different. All of us are in our positions for a reason. And I think that a part of that is your uniqueness uh, and your personality and the way that um, you handle yourself is the reason why you've become a leader um, or are striving to become that leader. Uh, and again, I can't do it the same way that my counterpart would do it or the people who sat in the seat before me did it uh, because it, it isn't me. It would be disingenuous.
0: Yeah. Well, um, how do you personally continue to grow and develop as a leader?
1: Uh, I, I learn from other people. I think that's the best way, um, you know, whether they're different industry events that you can go to for fitness uh, and or leadership, um, going to URSA, going to club solution events. And um, I also sit on um, the board of the Boys and Girls Club for Baltimore. So that room is full of amazing people. Um, And you get to learn from them even outside of the industry. There's things that in conversation that come up that can be useful um, for me in my role um, or just developing myself, Um, you know, being on other committees within Planet Fitness um, and the franchise groups there to learn from one another. Um, But also, you know, I I read books on leadership or business and things of that nature. And I think that that um, definitely helps provide some perspective uh, and insight to how other people, again, how they think, how they manage, how they lead, uh, or how they run their businesses. I think all of that can be very useful uh, and continue to develop myself.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of of the leaders I talk to, it sounds like it's just kind of like that exposure to new ideas and kind of getting outside your normal box, whether that's reading books or going to events or sitting on committees, even outside the fitness industry.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. And I think that, you know, the, the big thing for me, again, being a part of the Planet Fitness um, business for 13 years, um, you know, it it is its own entity. It's its own part of the fitness industry. So I thought it was very important for myself to continue to grow and develop, to go to Ursa and learn from everyone who's not inside of Planet Fitness. What do yeah. they do that make them great? Uh, why are they there to learn? Because there's so many brilliant minds in and outside of the fitness industry, of course, but that you can take little gems from them, uh, that help you, uh, later on.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, what's a favorite leadership book of yours and why?
1: Uh, I I'll say the latest one that I read, um, was the coaching habit, uh, by Michael Stainer. Um, and I think the, the subtitle there was also, um, ask more questions, give less advice. And I think that's a leader, (laughs) Uh, at least I thought so. So it it, it takes you through uh, seven like fundamental questions that can be used in any setting uh, when dealing with a team member or a coworker or anything like that. Um, And it just, it helps generate thought from that team member uh, or thought between the two of you or however many it is in that conversation um, and cultivate a great relationship. And some of the, the key quotes I'll say that I took away from it is, especially for leaders, your advice always isn't as good as you think it is. Mm -hmm. And so it's funny, (laughs) but it's true. And a lot of times as a leader, because you're in that role, someone's coming to you because they have a problem or a question and you just jump straight in with advice. And it may not be what they actually were looking for. And that could be for multiple um, reasons. It could be they didn't ask the right question or you just wanted to hurry up and give them an answer because you dealt with this in the past, but it may not just fit that um, specific situation or scenario right there. So, you know, it's always not as good as you think it is. Um, But some of the other things were, you know, ask the question of, well, how can I help you? Instead of just jumping in and thinking you're helping, again, you may not be giving them what they need at that moment. Um, Another one is if you're saying yes to something, you're also saying no to something. So time is precious, right? And especially as a leader, there's things that you might be working on as far as uh, strategy uh, or implementations or things of that nature. But if you're saying yes to something else, you're also saying no. So using your time wisely, um, understanding where your greatest impact can be felt um, and understanding what is it that you may be saying no to. Um, That you won't be able to give that time or that energy to by saying yes to this other situation or scenario that's come up. Uh, And then lastly, uh, at the end of a conversation, I think that uh, in the book, again, it was like one of these light bulb moments. I mean, we, we ask it in our own way, but truly at the end of the conversation with that person, you ask what what in this conversation was useful for you? For that person. So they can tell you, you get that immediate feedback right there, which helps you on how you're continuing to coach and develop other people. Um, See if you've actually answered their question or Mm -hmm. gave them the right um, direction that they might have been looking for. But I think that those couple of quotes in there, and again, the whole book was a great read, Um, enough that I gave it out to all of our other managers so that they can read it too, because they're doing the same thing. They're coaching their team. So this helps them. Um, hopefully, in that I got to ask them what in this was useful for you. And yeah. <laughs> hopefully, to give you the answer that uh, <laughs> makes it uh, worthwhile.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to check that one out. I like how it's kind of making you just think like another step further yep. in your coaching. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm going to end with um, what's one thing that makes you most proud?
1: Most proud. Um, I would say just being a part of this growth journey. Um, with our group, again, starting when we only had three clubs that were uh, in full operation, opening up the fifth club, and seeing us get to 83 and beyond. Um, And then a a part of that too is uh, being able to have my family with me along that journey. My wife was one who was pushing me all along the way in the background uh, to continue to kind of step up and climb this ladder. Uh, but now even my kids, you know, seeing them at our grand openings, uh, they're in photo opportunities with me or they're hearing me speak at a grand opening or we're driving somewhere. It doesn't matter where we are. They see a Planet Fitness. Hey, dad, is that yours? Like stuff like that um, has has been a proud moment or proud moments that happen uh, all along the way. Uh, and I've enjoyed every bit of this. I've enjoyed every bit of it. Yeah. Awesome.
0: Well, Justin, this has been great. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk about leadership and share some of those awesome snippets with the audience.
1: No, thank you for having me on. I, I appreciate it. Um happy to share again, that servant leadership. Uh, how can I be of service to everybody out there? Um, and hopefully there's some things that people can take away. Certainly.
0: All right. Talk to you soon.
1: See you. Thanks.
0: And that wraps up this episode of the Club Solutions Magazine podcast. Thank you for listening. And if there are future topics you'd like me to cover in upcoming episodes, please let me know at rachel at Club